Benedettiville, ladies and gentlemen, it is 3 p.m. on Sunday, and you are listening to 103.3 FM in Petaluma, California. My name is Gio Benedetti. You're listening to Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures, and I have some somber news for you. Today is our final radio episode. This is our 53rd episode. We did 53 episodes. We've done an entire calendar year of one hour I'm sorry. You know what, Dave? Can we get some story music behind this while I'm talking about this very touching and very poignant moment? Can we get a little story music back there, buddy? Sure thing, yeah! Thanks, Dave. Dave, our wonderful producer, he just came on towards the end of our run here, but he's been doing so great. You've been doing great, Dave. Thanks, bud! Man, what a guy. Uh, well, anyway, this is our very final radio episode here on 103.3 FM, KPCA, Petaluma, California. We've so much enjoyed this. We have had so much fun putting together these shows, you guys. We've hoped you have enjoyed listening to them because we had such a ball and we thought that for our final episode here on the air, on the radio, we would talk about our favorite moments over this past year, our favorite little things that we've made and why. If you're at home crying right now, dry your eyes. We are still going to be doing our Benedettiville podcast, just like we had done for years before we got on the radio. So the Benedettiville stories and podcasts will still continue, but not in full hour-long format every week, and it won't be live on the air anymore. So if you're interested, check out Benedettiville.com. That's B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I-V-I-L-L-E. And those podcasts are available everywhere that free podcasts can be made available. And in the meantime, let's get on with our favorite parts. Because I'm here on the air right now, I will start. One thing that I did not at all see as like just the greatest, happiest, most wonderful side effect of our uh, family radio hour was getting to hear the voices of our children, Stella and Emmeline, and getting to have them say some of the most amazing things. Who knew they were going to be so great at radio? Oh, man. So uh, a lot of my favorite moments have to do with them. So we'll go through some of my favorites. And I think that let's start 
Oh, and also because we're having that flashing red light going, we're going to need a word from a sponsor. Let's get to my favorite commercial I think that we've ever done. Butter. These eggs keep sticking to my frying pan. This toast is dry. These cookies are crummy and dry. Like all the joy got baked out of them. I feel like there should be a cube of something creamy and delicious on top of my pancakes. But what? Yeah, what? Me! Butter! Butter? Butter. I make everything butter. Really, I make everything buttery. Swinging on a tire swing? Butter is butter. Spaghetti? Butter is butter. Taking a nap? Butter is butter. Breakfast cereal? Better with better. Movies? Better with better. Wow! Yep, I'm pretty amazing, all right. They don't stick to the pan. Your toast will be delicious and moist. Your cookies will be chewy and delicate. Your pancakes will look delicious when you just add me. Butter! Butter, you're kind of making a mess. Uh, yeah, you're kind of sort of melting all over the floor. I even make floors better with literally. I make everything better with butter. With butter! Even floors. <laughs> with butter! Um, yeah, it's amazing. We got our neighbor in there, Leah. That's We got some of the Benedettiville uh, community involved in that. And... Listening to Emmy talk about butter is complete joy for this dad and this radio DJ man here. <laughs> so, all right. Next up on my list of things that the kids do that I really enjoyed was one of the bits that we did for our Father's Day episode. Now, my dad loves fishing, and I like being out in nature and especially around ponds and lakes, but I'm not a real good fisher person. And um, that was kind of the inspiration for this little gem that we broadcast for Father's Day. It's called Pond Staring. What you doing? Oh, just sitting here. Staring at this nice little pond. Huh, nice. Yep. We should do this all the time. Yep. But no one let us just sit and stare at a pond. What would we call it? Pond staring? No one will let you go on a pond staring trip. You can't get out of work or chores to go pond staring. Yep. Hey, you two. Hi. Hi. Nice pond you guys are staring at. Sure is. Yep. I bet you two are thinking about a way you could do some serious pond staring. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Well, I know the secret. The secret to being able to get out of work and chores. The secret to going on trips. All just to stare at ponds. You do? Yep. Wait, I mean, really? Absolutely. The secret is don't call it pond staring. Hmm, go on. Call it fishing. Fishing? Fishing? Yep, fishing. If you need to go fishing, people will let you go. Even if you have work or chores. Even if you leave for a week, you just call it a fishing trip. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Do we have to actually fish when we go fishing? Yeah, all that I want to do is stare at ponds. Well, that's the best part. You can just stare at ponds. It doesn't matter what you do. It just matters what you call it. Oh, 
Uh, so we can still just sit and stare at boats? Sure can. But we caught it fishing? You caught it. And we don't actually have to catch any fish. Not a one. Wow. Wow. Well, so long. I can't stay here and talk to you guys all day. I've got ponds to stare at. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Wow. Yep. Fishing. Yep. But we're really just staring at ponds. Yep. It's like a dream come true. Yep. We just have to make sure no one learns the secret. Yep. We keep it to ourselves. Yep. Is that all you ever say? Yep. Okay. If you got, it's a sentimental day. I was going to say, if you'll forgive the sentimentality, but hey, it's the last episode. That's sentimental. So don't forgive it. Enjoy it. Bask in the sentimentality. One of the other things that I really enjoyed was uh, for our Father's Day episode, I really, this was the first time I started to embrace my inner Shel Silverstein on the air. And we got a poem called, It's Hard to Be a Dad. And I thought, <laughs> I just really liked it. <laughs> I wrote it. Is that okay? Can it be one of the things that I did? Uh, I hope I hope you guys are okay with that. Anyway, here was the first of our I Want to Be Shell Silverstein series that went for a few months, where we started everything with a poem, and this was also from the Father's Day episode. And this goes out to all the fathers out there, and it's called It's Hard to Be a Dad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Father's Day, and I'm a dad. So I thought it would be really helpful for me to take this time, this rare day out of the year, to just explain to everybody how hard it is to be a dad. And I know what you're thinking. Everybody's just thinking, oh, being a dad's easy. It's just backyard barbecues and wrestling and dance parties all the time. And yeah, that's partially true. But there's a lot of other stuff that we do that's just so hard. And I thought I would write a poem about it. And so I did. And so for this Father's Day, I'd like to share with you the poem, It's Hard to Be a Dad. Here we go. It's hard to be a dad, from all the nap plan making, to the I'm still sleeping faking, to the lazy morning waking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from always tasting all the baking, to the cookies, to the caking, to the tasty last bite taking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from the park and backyard playing, to the round the couches laying, to the ask your mother saying, yeah, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from all the late night snacking, to the camp gear Tetris packing, to the kiddo piggybacking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from the brand new kid art framing, to the special dad nicknaming, to the papa wrestle gaming, oh, it's hard to be a dad. You know what? It's hard to be a dad. From the lemonade stand selling, to the farmer and the delling, to the bedtime storytelling. Yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad. From the long-haired daughter braiding, to the mom's birthday parading, to the Halloween stash raiding. Yes, it's hard to be a dad. Oh, it's so, 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 so hard to be a dad. From the sleeping kiddo lugging, to the crowded king bed snuggling, to the never let go hugging. Yes, it's oh so very hard to be a dad. And that one goes out to all you dads out there. Happy Father's Day from all of us at Benedettiville. And now, on to the next thing. 
on to the next thing indeed. And happy Father's Day. Um, I hope we're going to go around the table here. And now it is Jenny's turn to share some of her just favorite things about doing a radio show for the last year. Take it away, Jenny. Hey, guys, it's Jen. First of all, I'd like to say that this has been an incredible opportunity to be able to come and create fun stuff on the radio. And I just want to say thank you to KPCA for giving this to our community. Um, One of my favorite things about creating Benedettiville Small Town Adventures was getting to reach out to our community and our extended family in a creative way and getting people involved in our shenanigans. Um, I got to go into the schools and interview the youth and get an opportunity to give them a voice in our community. And that was really special part of doing this radio show for the last year. Um, so we're going to get to hear some of those voices again and, um, do a little flashback, remember what they had to say. So here's a question. How do you show your love to people? Being kind and sharing. Giving them hugs. Um, I can, like, give them hugs and kisses. I show people by making cards and saying, um, yes or no, do you like it? And how do you know when somebody loves you? Uh, they kind of, like, if they sometimes give me a hug or something like that. They might give me hugs. Because they usually come up and give me a hug. Like, red is the color of your heart, and so basically that your heart is giving love to the other person. Because when they hug me and they say, wow, how you're so cute, they say to me. And can you describe what love feels like inside of your heart? It feels happy. Happy, happy, happy. Like, I get really warm. feels like happiness to me. Mm, Weird. Also feels good, though. Being kind to everybody. Um, like, there's, like, love inside your body. And if you could say I love you to somebody on the radio right now so they could hear you, who would you say I love you to? I want to say I love you to a friend of mine. Her name's Emma. She moved to Rockland last year. I love you, Mama and Papa, and Leah and Amy and Abba and Panda and Dragon and Satya and Mike and Ella and Fundetra. I love you, Emmy. Yeah, I would say I love you, Maggie. Um, I love you, DJ Callie. I love you, Mommy. I love my family and my grandpa and grandma. I love you, Mom. I love you all. If you could make any kind of pizza and put anything on top of your pizza in the whole wide world that you wanted, what what kind of pizza would you make? What would you put on it? Macaroni and cheese. Pod pups. Um, cheese pizza. Mushrooms and olives. Pineapple. Um, yucky things. Wait, wait, treats on it. Ooh, like what kind of treats? White candy. Pepperoni. Cheese. And 
Maybe some... Ooh, I love broccoli on my pizza. Olive and sausage. Cheese and olive. I do what I usually do. Just like um, a regular cheese pizza with mozzarella balls. I would put chocolate and peppermint on my pizza. How many slices of pizza can you eat? I can eat two or one. About not ten. Don't say one hundred, because no one can. One hundred. I can eat twenty. Eight. Two. Ten. Maybe a lot. Like, I have eaten four pieces before. And I think I can eat ten or nine. I'm actually free. So I get actually free. Probably a thousand pizzas. A thousand whole pizzas? What about you? Uh, five slices. Five slices? That sounds reasonable. In your imagination, what does a troll look like? Hairy. Purple. Purplish green. Are rainbow colors? Uh, is normally its skin's thick and it's a it's a, it's a color like green or black. Yeah. They look ugly. They look ugly. Uh, scary. Not not nice. <laughs> Long hair and big, little, bumpy, mean, and they have cute little noses. Um, really long hair and um, and feet. <laughs> Maybe sometimes friendly. Uh, nice and small. Tall and that have long hair that goes up and that are in the shape of a human sort of. A a troll basically looks like like 12 feet tall and dumb. And then they carry a club around. Yeah, like a caveman club. Yeah. Or they could carry something that's like a spiky club. Yeah, that's what they usually carry. If you ever saw a troll, what would you do? I would run. 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 You think you're faster than a troll? Yes. Yeah, I'd run for my life, but if it didn't work, then I'd get something to protect myself. I feed it. I would stay there and have a picture with it. I would put it in a box and, and put it upstairs. Play with the trolls. Uh, I'll kick you in the face. I would just make friends with them, snap right away. Um, fight it. Get a weapon. Maybe an axe and just go, Okay, tell um, me more I about it. Cut off their heads, and then I could put succulents in their heads, <laughs> and all of their eyes, and all of their mouths, and in their mouths. <laughs> so, one of my very favorite creative projects that Ben and Dennyville did together was the Mission Impossible series. Um, before we play this segment. 
I just want to give a shout out and a special thank you to Josh Windmiller for being the perfect voice of Don Spaghetti and to our Benedetti cousins, Dante, Marina, Val, Nico, and Uncle Mike for helping us put this piece together. I just think that the Mission Impossible series is hilarious. The characters are amazing and the music is is perfect. Thank you, Gio. And the whole thing just came out so fun and so creative. Um, we're going to hear uh, my favorite episode, Mission Impossible Manja. In a secret room in a secret building somewhere deep below the city of Postopolis, a message written on a delicious sheet of lasagna has been delivered. That can only mean one thing, that our daring agents of good, Agents Penne and Linguini, have been given another mission. Another a mission impossible. Mission Impossible! With Agents Penne. That's a spicy meatball. And Linguini. Uh, hey there, you gonna finish that pizza? Huh? Fighting for the good and justice for all of Postopolis. And taking on the fearful and dastardly Don Spaghetti. <laughs> You'll never escape from my little trap. <laughs> yes, welcome to another episode of Mission Impossible! Ha! Finally! A new mission! I was getting bored just sitting around headquarters. Yeah, I was not getting bored, Penny. I was finally getting to try out some of these new cookbooks that my noni got me for my birthday. Oh, they're so good. Well, it's time to put the chef's hat away, pizza for brains. We've got a mission. Here we are. Agents Penny and Linguini. We have uncovered yet another secret hideout of Don Spaghetti. He has been using secret rooms connected to the famous restaurant Manja. Hey, that's the same name as one of the cookbooks that my noni got me, Manja. Hey, that means eat in Italian. Did you know that that was my very first Linguini. word? Manja. Linguini, Linguini, hey, pay where? attention. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry. Ugh, okay. No, where was I? I don't know. Uh, here. Okay. okay, he's been using secret rooms connected to the famous restaurant Manja as the base of operations for his latest evil schemes. Fake olive oil. That's so oh. evil. There's an underground factory beneath the restaurant where they take all the restaurant's leftovers, the garbage, and the dirty laundry, and they throw them all into a giant melting pot and boil it all down into oil. Ew. Then they sell it at very expensive prices as extra fancy olive oil. That's terrible. It is not only disgusting, it is against the law. Uh-oh. To get into the restaurant, you'll need the help of undercover agents Capolini and Farfale. They have been working undercover as waitresses at Manja for months. They will assist you once you get in. They will know which waitresses are agents by using the agent's secret identification codes. Your mission is this. Listen up. Get into the restaurant, Manja, shut down the olive oil factory, and capture Don Spaghetti. Right. 
Now eat this message before it can fall into the wrong hands. Okay, yeah, that was a big message, which means more lasagna for me. Come here, you sweet little message. Oh, mm, oh, oh, it's extra garlicky today. It's delicious. Phew! Point that garlic bread somewhere else. We need to get ready. Linguini, agents Capolini and Farfalli are going to be waiting for us stasera. Uh, what does stasera mean? It means tonight. Didn't your noni ever teach you anything? Yeah, yeah, sure she did. She taught me to never burn the sofrito. She taught me how to fill ravioli. She taught me how to sneak the biscotti when my nono wasn't looking. That's I should have known. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. come on. We need to get to that restaurant. Right, old Penny. I can't wait. We're going to go to Manja. I'm going to wear my best bib. And find a mint or a gum or something. Your breath is terrible. Okay, yeah, well, we got to find some mints or something. I don't know. Later that night, dressed in their finest clothes, our pair of snazzy spies walk down the red carpet towards the heavy, gold-encrusted door of Manja, Pastopolis's finest restaurant. They are met at the entrance by two young waitresses. Ciao. Benvenuto a Manja. That means welcome to Manja, Lumbini. Would you like a table for two? And that means, would you like a table for two? Don't get funny. We're on a mission. Also, your breath is still awful. Now it just smells like garlic from a few hours ago. Blech. Now, Linguini, remember the secret identification codes for agents. We have to see if these waitresses are our undercover contacts. Secret identification codes? Yeah, yeah, I mean... uh... Sure, I remember those, I guess. Of course you don't remember the codes. Well, keep quiet and follow my lead, garlic breath. Yes, we would like a table for two. Also, I hear the risotto is good here, especially with extra pepper. Oh yeah, extra pepper. And also I recommend a secret sauce. The secret sauce is excellent. But whatever you do, don't order the spaghetti. What? Wait, what? I, I heard that the spaghetti here was delicious. You know, I was even thinking about ordering the spaghetti alle vongole because clams are in season, you know? Quiet, and- Linguini. What? This is all part of the secret identification codes. Oh, yeah. Hey, is that why you guys are talking so funny and waggling around your eyebrows so yes. much? Now be quiet. Okay, okay. okay. Also... Every time you say something, I feel my eyes starting to water. Really stinky. I'm sorry. I hate spaghetti. Linguini, say it. But but I love spaghetti. It's the code, Linguini, say it. Okay, okay. I hate spaghetti. Nice to meet you, fellow agents. My name is Agent Farfalla. And I'm Agent Capolini. We're very glad you're here. Oh, and I am very glad that I'm here. It smells delicious. Let's sit down and order right away. Come on. Yes, that's the plan. We'll see you at that table there, near the bathrooms. We will bring you the appetizers. Hidden inside the appetizers are two keys. There are secret doors behind the mirrors in both bathrooms. The keys will unlock the secret doors. Unlock the doors and follow the passageway. The passageway will lead you to the oil factory. Um, so, so do we eat the appetizers 
Also, what are the specials? Linguini, if you complete this mission, I'll buy you everything in the restaurant, but no eating until the mission is complete. Capish? Yeah, capito. Bennett, now Capolini and I will take you to your seats. Penne and Linguini are escorted by our undercover agents to an elegant table set with candles and shining silverware. It is very near the entrance to the bathrooms. Here you are. Your appetizers will be out shortly. Thanks. Uh, that's an appetizer that we can't eat. That's not an appetizer. That's like a... It's a hungritizer. You're gonna get a slapatizer if you don't snap out of your food dreams and get on with our mission. You remember the plan? Yeah, yeah, I remember the plan. Okay, here are your appetizers. Enjoy. Also, take these mints. If there's any trouble, crack them apart. That will activate our agent's alarms. Thanks. You found your key, Linguini? Yeah, yeah, I got my key. All right, I'll head for the bathroom. And I'll be in my bathroom, right? I'll see you in the secret passageway. And so, moments later, in their respective bathrooms... Linguini! Can you hear me? The mirror has a secret latch underneath. It swings right out. Yeah, thanks. I found it. Ooh, fancy. And there's the locked door. Mr. Linguini? Uh, you'll have to come with us. Hey, Penny, did some very large goons just come into your bathroom? Oh, yeah, they're right here. Um, they're tying me up pretty good. How about you? Yeah, yeah, they're tying me up very tight. Hey, and they're pretty rough. I can't remember, Penny, was this part of the plan? No, definitely not part of the plan. Not part of your plan, perhaps, my tricksy little agents. But certainly part of mine. Don Spaghetti. I think you wanted to see my little uh, oil factory, yes? Que bene, so you shall. I will let you see every part of it as you are boiled down and bottled. <laughs> I will be with you down below in a moment. But the risotto I ordered has just come to my table. Please excuse me. Take them away, my goons. Uh, you heard the boss. Now come along to the factory. There are a few rules with this. Rule one, be quiet. Rule two, don't try and get away. We are as professional goons. It won't work. Rule three, please walk carefully and respectfully down to your terrible... Oily do, okay? Okay then, let's go. Hey, Penny, I can't reach my mint. It's in my front pocket, but I'm tied up too tight. Same here, Linguini. These goons are real pros, Penny. I can't budge these knots at all. Me either. This doesn't look good. Quit your chit-chat, you two. Yeah, now that was the first rule that I just got done telling you. Sheesh, now come on, keep moving. Keep going on. These tunnels go on forever. Yeah, you said it. And I am so hungry. We didn't even get to eat the appetizers. The last thing I ate was that lasagna message from last week's episode with all the garlic. You bet. And that's the last thing. 
thing you ate, I can still smell the garlic from here. Hey, I said quit that jibber-jabbering. I'd like just once a peaceful walk with some tied-up prisoners down to a terrible oily doom. Pinguini, I've got an idea. Your mint, the one in your pocket. Yeah, I know. The mint, that when I chomp on it would send the alarm up to agents Farfalle and Capellini, I know. I'd chomp it up if I could, but I can't reach it. We're tied up, remember? I know, I know. But your breath is so amazingly terrible that I think we can get some help from these goons. Do you follow me? Uh, yeah, I think I see what you mean. <laughs> Good thinking, Penny. I have now asked you two times to quit your blabbing. One time was in last week's episode, in case you're counting and you forgot about that time. If you don't listen, I will be forced to roughly ax you again with my big goon fists. Well, how horrible of us. I'm awfully sorry, guys. Oh, my terrible aching nose hairs. That is the worst garlic breath I've ever smelt, ever. If only someone would shove a breath mint into his mouth, then we could all be marched to our doom in peace and quiet and sweet minty smells. You know, I have a mint here in my pocket. For the sake of all things bright and beautiful, Eat that mint, you garlic-reeking monster! He can't reach it, as you goons tied us up very tightly. Well, I ain't gonna fall for that trick. You is staying tied up. But I'll shove the mint into that stinky, stinky mouth if you promise to chomp it up right away. I <laughs> promise. Oh, glory. My eyes are burning from your foulness. Keep that garlic spewing stench throw of a mouth closed until I get that mitten to it. Okay, here it is in your pocket. And unwrap and there, down the hatch. Now, chomp it up good. Ah, spearmint, my favorite of all the mint family. A deal is a deal. No more talking. Just a nice, peaceful, minty-scented march to your doom now. Okay? Uh, uh, don't even say okay. Just just nod. Okay. Good nodding. Now march. Thanks to Penny's quick thinking and Linguini's terrible breath, an alarm begins to flash on the watches of undercover agents Farfalle and Capellini, currently working as waitresses in Manja, the restaurant upstairs. Capellini, that's the agent's alarm. Something must have gone wrong with Penny and the Green. We got to help them. Good thing it's time for a break right now. Right, let's go. We can use the secret elevator in back of the kitchen. In a flash, our undercover agents have traded in their waitressing aprons for their Mission Impossible agent utility belts. Ready for action, they sprint through the kitchen and duck into the secret elevator behind the coat rack. They push the button marked SOF for Secret Oil Factory and the elevator begins its long descent. Meanwhile, our tied-up agents have reached the Secret Oil Factory and they've also reached a very full and content-looking Don Spaghetti. Don Spaghetti! I have to know, how was the risotto? My dear Linguini, 
It was uh, ottimo, which is to say, very, very good. Now, please, agents, please, come and see the majesty and wonder that is my delicious olive oil. But it's not even made with olives. Look at those piles of leftover garbage and old kitchen rags. No, Agent Penny. Look at the large and bubbling melting pot. I keep it a warm and toasty one million degrees. That's when the oil boils best. Now, my goons, please escort these pesky noodles to the boiling pot and push them in. Sure thing, boss. I am waiting for my tiramisu and espresso to come to my table upstairs. If you please excuse me. Agents, my dessert awaits. I'll very much enjoy dressing my salad tomorrow. With you. <laughs> Goodbye, agents. Our dastardly villain makes his way up the secret passageway back to the restaurant while his goons march our struggling and protesting heroes towards the large, steaming melting pot. Suddenly, with a ding and a gentle opening of elevator doors, Agents Farfalle and Capolini arrive. Stop right there, goons. Yeah, not one more step. More agents? This is not good. Who said it? Those two look like trouble. I think they look small. Let's get them. Yeah! Yeah! Get them! Agents Farfalle and Capellini are a dazzling display of agent training. Their whirling kicks, their twirling punches, their throws and spins and rolls are a wonder to behold. In no time at all, the goons are tied up and groaning on the floor, and Agents Penne and Linguini are free. Wow! You guys are incredible! Thanks for saving the day! You're welcome. Sorry we weren't in time to get down spaghetti. Hey, maybe we are in time to get down spaghetti. He went up the passage when you came down the elevator. If we hurry, we might still be able to catch him having his dessert. Linguini, you go with Capolini. Fafale and I will stay here, shut down the oil factory, and call into headquarters. Good plan. Follow me, Linguini. Linguini and Capolini rush back up the secret elevator and burst through the kitchen into the restaurant's dining hall. They race around shocked and frightened tables of elegantly dressed diners to Don Spaghetti's corner table, only to discover... Rats and bats, not here. Heavenly... Oh, I'm so hungry. Linguini? Great work, Capolini. We were just fast enough that Don Spaghetti had to leave before he finished his tiramisu. It's delicious. You gotta try some. Come on over here. Manja, manja. So good. Um, 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 um. This is so good, huh? Much later, after closing down the secret oil factory, arresting some tied-up goons, and doing loads and loads of Mission Impossible agent paperwork... Our four weary agents finally sit down at a table in the restaurant. I'm glad the restaurant gets to stay open. I'm glad the chef said he'd stay late and cook us dinner. And I am super glad that the chef said he'd stay late and cook us dinner. I can't believe that the crooked Don Spaghetti
spaghetti slipped through our fingers again. What a slippery noodle. Hey, uh, here you go. I didn't know what you liked, so I just made everything on the menu. Thank you so much for cleaning those ragazzacci at my trattoria. Trattoria means restaurant. Ragazzacci means bad boys. Grazie, chef. And that means thank you. Oh, we got everything on the menu, just like you promised, Penny. Now, come on, everyone, come on, manja. That means eat. Let's eat. Manja! Now, everybody, let's uh, dig in. And so our heroes enjoy an enormous, delicious, and very well-deserved dinner. The foul and loathsome fake oil factory is closed, and the goons are behind bars. Don Spaghetti has been thwarted from his evil ways yet again. All is quiet for now. But our daring agents remain ever alert, ever ready, ever watchful for another message, another mission, another mission impossible. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ben and Daddyville Small Town Adventures is here, and we are with some of the absolute sparkling stars of our show over the last year. We are with Stella and Emmeline, and we are blessed to have our cousin Eliana here today. Hello. 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 Yeah, yeah. You forgot to mention that we're awesome. I did. I did. I thought it was implied when I called you sparkling stars. No? Mm, no. Okay. So I had to add the word awesome. They're awesome. Um, and I was hoping that they could tell me their some of their favorite highlights over the last year from the show. Ellie, do you remember any of the parts that we did? Do you have any favorite parts? Yeah. Like what? Um, I remember uh, the when we listening to the stories. Oh yeah. And Were there any stories that stuck out? Um, I liked all of them. I think. They were all good answer. All very fun to listen to. Huh. I remember yeah. being very tired and lying in bed, and I remember li- turning on the radio show and listening to it. Put you right to sleep, huh? Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, wake up! Good. Wake up out there in <laughs> Radio Land. Cut it out. Um, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I um. Also love being a part in the studio. It was being fun. A part it's there. fun, huh? It's so cool yeah. and all the little microphones and levers and everything. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ellie. I'm gonna mm-hmm. uh, get Stella up on the stool and we'll see what she has to say. All right. So, Stella, Gina, Benedetti. Just so you know, I don't have any favorites. I um, I was listening in on the conversation and I liked all of it. You liked all of it? Yeah. Okay. Did you? What I think. Like, I guess, I, I like all of it, too. When I think of the things for, like, our final show, I just think of some of my... What I think would be awesome was if you, like, mixed up some of the things, like Princess Harmony and the Three Little Pigs. Like, Princess Harmony going on an adventure with the Three Little Pigs, like, just a short little oh, story thing. Yeah. Like, mixing up the stories and making one story. 
That's a really good idea. But because we're going to be on the air. I like all the stories. But because this is our last episode and you're having this idea right now, I'm not going to be able to do that. But I will be able to play some of the stuff we did. But that's such a good idea. Ah. Yeah, but like. Brilliant. I know. But those are just some favorite things like mixing up. Yeah. So I remember listening to stories uh-huh. and like and just skipping all the talking and going straight to the story. <laughs> and then being like, okay, finally. And then when the story ended, going straight to the next part of the story. And the next part of the story. Yeah, so you're skipping all the boring parts. The cool thing is that Eliana's listening to the boring parts because that puts her to sleep. See? We have something yeah, for everybody. Yeah, it puts her to sleep because yeah. they're so boring. Yeah, exactly. I also liked um, a lot of the commercials, like. Uh, you got the star in a lot of the commercials too. Oh yeah! And uh, <laughs> one of Mom's favorites was the Mission Impossible. So we had yeah, those uh, are just story. Some that of was my really favorites. Fun. Well, if I was gonna, if I was gonna play a story like a, a Robert Boss or a commercial, what would you want to hear? I, because I'm doing Top Secret Adventures, mm-hmm. the packets. Oh yeah! And I'm on Australia. Oh, I'd yeah. want to hear the one about the kangaroo, the Robert Boss. The uh, Robert Boss painting the kangaroo. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, I think we have that. Let's put that on. Well, hello, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Paint Like a Robert Boss with me, your host, Robert Boss, still the world's only painter on the radio. I'd like to thank the kind people of Benedettiville again for asking me to come back. I've never had two shows at the same place before. And I'd like to thank all of you great people out there who sent in your letters demanding another Paint Like a Robert Boss episode. You asked for it, you got it. And today, because that Geo character is off in Australia, I thought we'd just do a wonderful, marvelous little happy painting of a hoppity-doppity little kangaroo today, okay? Now make sure you have all your supplies and follow along with my very simple yet absolutely innovative techniques and steps in our painting today. We'll start with a bit of blue and slap a nice little sky back there. Okay, now because we're painting a kangaroo today, I'll be jumping up and down as I paint everything. I think it's very important to try and understand the subject you're painting, and because of that, I'll be jumping up and down, just kind of swinging my big gripper brush around, more or less in the direction of the canvas, okay? But don't let the direction of the canvas get you down. You can just kind of wing it around all willy-nilly if you want. It's just real fun. Be real free, just like a kangaroo in the outback. Okay, whew, all right, I think we got one real beautiful sky there. Our kangaroo today will be brown, and as will the grassy, dusty ground that he hops around on, okay? That means we're going to need a lot of brown, doesn't it, folks? And when you need to get a lot of paint on the canvas real quick, it's nice to not have to bother with these teeny, tiny little brushes. Heck, it would take 
all day. Now, the good people at the radio studio have told me that under absolutely no circumstances can I use my chainsaw brush again in here, and that's fine. Not everyone can have a real nice appreciation for the arts. I understand. But I won't waste your time and mine with a bunch of brushy-brushy nonsense, no sir. So this week, I've got a fire hose. And I modified this here water pump and filled these buckets with tons of all kinds of brownish paints and stuff. And as soon as I get my goggles on here, well, okay, yeah, let's fire it up. Okay, here we go. All right. Now, the biggest thing to remember when you're painting with a fire hose is to not let go. Real important, because these things will whip around all wild and snaky-like if you let them. So you got it. Okay, even as much of the canvas as you can, lay out a nice big old stream of paint for the ground. Yeah, and the splatters look like grass, so that's good for us. Oh, let's get that kangaroo going. I'm not sure what a kangaroo looks like, but I got a feeling if I just keep jumping around with this hose, I'll get a real nice painting of what it should feel like. You know what I mean? Hey, you! Now, jumping with a fire hose can be tricky, and now the floor is real slippery with pe- Oh, whoopsie. Oh, that did it. Oh, I lost my grip on the hose. Whoa, you should see it tearing around the studio here. There's paint everywhere. I just got to dodge around it. Okay, just got to get over and shut off the pump here. Oh, and there we go. All right, let's... Let's have a look now, okay? Wowie. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. If that is not what a kangaroo looks like, well, it is certainly what it should look like, okay? And the studio here looks absolutely fabulous with just a whole mess of brown paint hose all around all crazy-like. Just real, really, really nice. And, uh, yeah, I think this painting is just about as done as it can be. I'll just sign it here with a little swish of the old mustache. A swish, swish, swish. And we'll call this show over. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we will see you next time right here on Paint Like a Robert Boss. Toodaloo. I really like the Sir Pershing Sword Fighting Academy. <laughs> Cause. Sir Pershing Sword Fighting Academy. And then... I do too. And the reason why I like Sir Pershing is because I'm reading Dragon Slayer's Academy and it's kind of like... <laughs> Straight out of Dragon Slayer's yeah. Academy. Yes, hello, good morrow, and well met. Look about you. Notice the green hills, the babbling brook... The waves lapping at the sand, sunlit shores. You see sweet local tranquility. While I, Sir Pershing of Sir Pershing Sword Fighting Academy, see danger. Green hills, here there be goblins. Babbling brooks, well, here there be brook dragons. Waves on the beach, <laughs> here there be sea serpents. And you, soft, doughy city person that you are, you are no match for these dangers. When the orc hordes come raging down Petaluma Boulevard, when the dark knight leads his host against the walls of Petaluma herself, what then, city person with your soft hands and your circular telephone? I'll tell you what, we fight! 
Come to me and learn the noble, savage, honorable, courageous way of battling foul beasts and smiting evil with the greatest of weapons, the sword. I'll teach you cutting and slicing, chopping, lopping, swinging, spinning, twirling, and thrusting. I'll teach you how to combat the underworld's menagerie of fearsome foes. The fees, as it says on all of my flyers, must be paid in gold coins. I can't believe so few of you have gold coins. And you must bring your own sword. There are no other restrictions. All ages, all skill levels are welcome. To inquire for lessons, you need only blow three short blasts upon your hunting horn from the Hill of Challenges. I shall hearken to your call. Be soft and squishy no more, city people. Hone yourself and your blade with me, Sir Pershing of Sir Pershing's Sword Fighting Academy. Hey, it's been really fun making a radio show with you. Thanks for helping out That so was much. a high five. That was a high just five so on the radio, know. everybody. I didn't just clap. That was a clap. That was Stella clapping. That was Eliana clapping. High fives sound like this. Claps sound like this. High fives are like this. Clap. High five. <laughs> they don't sound much different, but like no. one's higher, one's yeah. a little lower. They sound I really guess. similar. All right. Emmy, you just said your favorite was something. What did you just say your favorite was? My favorite was Princess Homie and really all of them. And really all of them. You know what? When we were talking about it at the dinner table the other mm-hmm. night, do you remember what you said? You remembered the adventure to Candyland and the time that we had uh, it rained gummy bears on us. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. Remember when we were in the Candylands because we were on the interdimensional vacation? You filled your backpack up with gummy bears. Yeah, of course. And uh, we were in that place where brushing your teeth was against the law. Yeah. That was great. Do you think you've got what it takes? Are you dedicated to candy? Are you dedicated to public decency and order? You think you're ready to keep the streets and mouths of the planet Ergot full of candy and sugar? Then sign up now and join the Planet Ergot Toothbrush Police Force. We're working tirelessly around the clock to keep toothbrushes out of mouths, and we could use you. Even now, somewhere in a house walled with hard candy and meringue, there's someone sitting over their ginger ale sink, brushing their teeth, Ugh. wiping the life and the culture of our beautiful planet right down the drain. Well, we won't have it. We won't stand for it. With just a few weeks of training, you could earn the honorable and coveted Toffee Badge of Justice. We'll have you out with the team patrolling for toothbrushes and toothbrushers right away. You'll see action. You'll see excitement. You'll see adventure. You'll see toothbrushes. Rotten, lousy toothbrushes. So don't stand by while our planet is brushed away. Don't let the tourists bring their barbaric ways to our sweet, sugary land. Join the Toothbrush Police Force. And let's keep sugar in mouths together. It's not like that anymore now that we're home. Now it's kind of against the law to not brush your teeth. Yeah. It's like against the mom and dad law. Yeah. I like go, I don't want to brush my teeth. Everybody does that sometimes. Yeah. Well, let's see. Should we? Do you have anything else to say to all of our Benedettiville listeners out there? Well, 
I hope you like our show. Me too. Bye. See you later. We're just we're just all gathered together in the same room. Um, hi, everybody. Hey, it's Benedettiville. What's up? And uh, we just wanted to say thanks to all of you guys for listening, and thanks to KPCA. And we've had a lovely time doing our radio show. And we'll see you around town because we're going to be around doing our shows and making books and making songs for you know forever. So we'll see you around the county. And check us out on our podcast. Yeah, Benedettiville.com. Hey, Jenny, how does that song go? To remember how to spell Benedettiville? KPCA. Oh, that's a good one. No, Jenny made a song for, for spelling but D E T T I V I Double L E B E N E D E T T I V I Double L E. So that's P.S. You... Those are all snaps, not claps, and not high fives. Oh, thanks, Stella. Yeah, and um, those were live. And so, yeah, we'll have our podcast every week so we can stay in touch. And, and we'll have our website. So come out and say hi. And we all want to say. And we have a P.O. box. Yeah. Okay, we're going to say thanks and bye on the count of three. You guys ready? Say one, two, three. Thanks, KPCA. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.